Good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? It's a roundtable discussion with the Pretty and Petty McStuffin Show. And I just wanted to talk about um, Debbie Dats. It's a subject that is prompt, and there are a few, if not more, deadbeat moms out there. And I'm not saying moms that are not around, moms who actually have kids, where some people just don't need to have kids, especially if they're mentally unstable. But it happens, and that's what, you know, we have to deal with. I'm sorry for the children that have to deal with it, but they didn't ask to be here. Um, It's just crazy to me, um, and I'm speaking from experience as well as many people that I know, um, about having a relationship with someone and then you have children and then after that, um, excuse me, <clears throat> after that, um, you break up and they're still around. And it sucks when they're around, and I did speak on this before, um, they're around, but they don't do as much as they should only because you're no longer with them. And I feel like that is a really sucky situation. You know, the topic that I spoke on before was, um, does it matter if the child's father is there or not? Does it make a difference to the kids? Um, this one I'm speaking on, it sucks when you have a man that you're in a relationship with and they ask for the children. It's not like y'all had an uh, open agreement and you wanted kids because you probably explained to them that you would rather not have any more children and kind of just get yourself together and then do it. But because they're trying to find a way to hold on to you, they basically, you know, because men do pay a lot of attention to, you know, you're ovulating when you're on your period, when your mood change. You probably think that they don't, but they really do. Like, well, most of the guys that I dated, they paid a whole lot of attention to me that I didn't pay attention to or notice that they did until, you know, conversations came up because I'm just not one of the person that certain little things, it just really doesn't matter to me. So they would be like, um, they would tell me promptly before my menstrual cycle or they'd be like, well, you're such and such. Are you not on your period this month or something? Because uh, something didn't shift or you're not um, intolerable this month or something. You know, it, it, it'd be real weird little things that I've noticed that they would say. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you pay way too much attention to me. But these are the same type of men that they were give you a kid because they're trying to hold on to you. And then once y'all break up, then they no longer want to be a part of the process of something that they helped created or it not wanted more. And then that kind of sucks because your kids is now like feeling they're um, being left out or their father doesn't love them and this, this, that, and another. And you're steady trying to push a relationship for them to have. And it, it, it doesn't happen only because you are no longer with the pus the person. But then it kind of sucks in the essence because when they was around, they really wasn't doing as much as they should have been doing. Like being a for real father, you know what I'm saying? Like taking them out and, 
you know, like, and it's weird. It's it's weird. It's like I'm going over myself, but I'm trying to slow down because my mind is running faster. Because when I say this, I think about my own situation where I had an outstanding man that had a great job, reading, educated, you know, um, he can be intellectual with you on a lot of aspects. But when it came to being a father, he couldn't. He he just couldn't. And it's like read a book, go to um um uh tutoring and, and, and do mentoring or you know, go to like the YMCA volunteer so they can help and show you how to be a great father and he just wouldn't do it. But then these are the same type of men. They can get a relationship with someone else and be an outstanding stepfather. You know, stepfather's a winner. Go Joseph from the Bible. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of them things where it's 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 crazy because I will go out or like I will take my kids to like um arcades and stuff like that or some type of amusement park and you see these hood ghetto dudes not to say, you know, whatever. They're hood ghetto guys. They're street dudes. They're thugs. They're drug dealers. You can tell they have not too many education background in them. But yet they are standing there with their kids. And they're running around and they're playing and they're laughing and they're birthday parties. And they're doing all this other, you know what I'm saying, dealing with some old probably trifling baby mama or something. Or you can't see your kids unless... You give this and you can't give your kids. Like, but yet they are still fighting to be in that kid's life. Well, why they out here talking about niggas ain't out here for their kids? No, nah, it don't be them street dudes. A lot of times them street dudes want to have been a father. They want to be in their kid's life. And sometimes it be their mama, the uh, kid's mom, that just make it so much harder and stressful because they're the one, like I'm speaking of, well, if we ain't together, you can't see my kid and you better not have no girl around my kid. Or unless you over here with me, you can't see your kid. You know what I'm saying? Like little silly stuff. Like it don't have nothing to do with you at this point. It's all about what's best for the kid. And I've come to realize that if you're a broken individual, there's no way that you're going to be a good parent. Period. You know what I mean? Even though you out here hustling, selling drugs, or you out here doing some ungodly thing, doesn't mean that you're a broken person. I'm talking about the people inside of them that have insecurities and they've been through some type of trauma in their life and they're dealing with PTSD and things like that. Like, they cannot be healthy for a child and they cannot be healthy for another person. It's just really, really difficult to maintain some type of formality when you're dealing with your own demons. And I'm not saying not everybody don't deal with something because everybody does. But there are certain things where you uh, allow your, your, your insecurities to outweigh what's best for the situation. Like, for instance, my situation was... Um, he was he was around and he was doing stuff but when i got into a relationship with someone else then he was like well ain't no point in me ain't no point in me jeez sorry there isn't a reason that i need to be available to you if you have someone if you're in a relationship ask that dude to be their daddy ask that dude to help with your 
uh, financial situation. Ask that dude to take care of them kids. Like, are you out your mind? This dude didn't have these kids. You did. You asked for them. You wanted them. So, no, you need to take care of them. And even when you give an open door, you know what I'm saying, policy, they like Russian roulette. They come and go. They come and go when they feel like it or when they think they doing you a favor. And that's not cool because it doesn't hurt the other adult. It hurts the kids. But they're so naive that they can't pay attention and see this. They so busy worried about their own feelings that it doesn't really matter what the kid feelings or not. Or they think that um, um, they're too young to understand. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, there was an incident where um, I was speaking with a family member about um, abuse um, growing up. And I seen, you know, a lot of physical uh, abuse. And for some odd reason, he just assumed that um, his kids didn't see it or his child rather didn't see it. And I had to explain to him that. You know, there was an older sibling there. So the older sibling uh, might have said something. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if you didn't think you, 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 you showed your daughter or your son um, that you were hitting their mother, it doesn't mean that it's not still there. It doesn't mean that the residue is not still there. And for you to blakely black it, excuse me, it blakely black it out, as though it was nothing or it was like you were putting on clothes and you kind of threw them away. It, it still happened. It, you still purchased the items. So for him and, you know, and I was explaining to him, like, you know, as adults, we need to go back and apologize for a lot of stuff that we've done to our children in the past. And one of the things that I think is a guarantee that Kids will get over certain situations or they have a better way of dealing with things is when they feel like the parent can come back and say, you know what? I screwed up. I messed up. I wasn't in the right state of mind. I wasn't thinking clearly. I was dealing with my own situations. I was going through my own problems and I took it out on you or I took it out of my mama or your mother or your father, but I'm seeking help and I'm trying to be better. Kids will have a better respect, and I think they also will not drag the past into the future because they know that this person wasn't clearly thinking about anyone else. And for selfish reasons, they created the chaos for themselves, but it's sprinkled on into them. And it's it's a sad situation that everybody wants to wear the big chest and nobody wants to humble themselves when it comes to raising our children. You know, we think as adults, kids don't see, you know, but they really do. They really, really do see, you know what I'm saying? Because even in my situation, um, I thought, you know, I was hiding or our arguments were silent enough that... Um, my children wasn't seeing it. And, you know, once my son was like treating his sister, like so mean. And I would ask like, Hey, what's the problem? Like, what are you doing? Why are you, you talking to her in that tone? Or why are you talking to her that type of way? He was like, well, I thought that's the way it was supposed to do. Stepdad was doing it to you. So I thought, you know, and at that moment I had to realize, you know, either we going to fix this or we have to end this. Cause I refuse to allow another cycle 
or of a generational curse to continue to form, you know, and that's a thing that I pray for everyone, not just the folks listening, but pretty much everyone in the world that we start taking the time out to pay attention and have an awakening eye of our surrounding of what we are doing and what we are creating and the formality of our children to come because Little do we realize until it's too late that we become our parents without even hesitating and realizing that's what we're doing. We become what we hate without realizing that's what happened until later on. Or we become with the person that we hated, you know, growing up or just dealing with. And we once were children and that's how we ended up the way that we are as an adult. So I just need most and everyone to pass this and share it with their friends and families and have roundtable discussions about working out being better parents to our children. And if you have no intentions on being there, if there's going to be a breakup, then you need to make protections to not create a seed that's going to grow into a human to be another person that's just like the one that created it i mean it really needs to stop we really need to start changing things need to start getting better this glorifying all this this bag of foolishness that's going on in this world needs to just completely stop fathers if you really don't want to be a father then you need to have a sit down discussion with your child since you tough enough to leave them by themselves, be man enough to sit there and say, I don't know how to be a father. I don't want to, I cannot be around anymore because I feel like I'm going to be a horrible parent to you. And I would rather someone else come in here and fix it or make your life much better, easier. Say it with your chest, be big, be bold. You want to be out here doing the things that you do, face your problems because if you really that tough, Go face your problem, which is your kid. Parents, not parents, I'm sorry, mothers. If you have mental, unstable personalities, please seek a doctor. And there's a lot of contraceptives out here that will keep you from having a kid. Stop having kids. It, it really needs to get to a point that we need to start producing more healthy people. We need to start, I'm saying it like it's a product, but it really is. We really do need to start producing better products to put out in the streets, to start forming better lives for next generationals. We don't need to continue producing bad crops over and over and over and over again. Because obviously, as everyone is noticing, it's not working. So I feel until you are stable to take care of another person, it needs to be um, some type of prayer that goes until this person is truly ready to be a parent. God, don't give this kid a, a child. That's just like uh, my stepson is about to have a baby. I think um, is what I'm hearing. He's about to... Um, I had to take a moment to pause, sorry, because it's another cycle. He's getting ready to, or he conceived another child 
from a girl who don't have, hopefully this kid will, sorry y'all for listening, I'm trying to, okay, when I was younger, um, I probably wasn't mentally stable to have a kid, I mean I was, I really was, I was just bad, I was just bad, but I had reasons um, for acting out the way that I did, so when I had my son, um, I can promptly say that he saved my life, he slowed me down, he had got me to look at things in a different perspective because I was carrying another child. I was I was getting ready to take care of another person, not carrying another child. I was, well, yeah, I can't say that because I was a child having a child. So I was getting ready to have another person. And at some point in my pregnancy, I had a sit down conversation with myself and said, you know what? I cannot allow my son to go through the things that I go through. So I want to give him the best that I can. It might be hard and it's going to be some struggles, but I just know mentally I don't want him to deal with the things that I dealt with and I want him to soar as high as he could. It was hard. It It was a struggle along the way, but I can say at my son at his age, is freaking phenomenal. And I'm so grateful for me taking the time out to have a little talk with Jesus, as they say, and me thinking about another person coming into this world and giving them a chance to be happy. So with that being said, that's why I was stumbling over my words earlier, because I'm saying this, but it's in a prayer as well that these two children that are getting ready to conceive that why well, I keep saying getting ready to conceive these two children that conceive this child that's getting ready to be born. Neither one of them have an educated, educated stand back. I'm sorry, y'all. It, it's just, it's just blowing my mind because you know, when you see the visual from early and you try to, Save it as much as you can. You try to speak on it. You try to get the parents that are actually parents to a person. Instead of you being a step-parent and you're on the outside looking in and you're trying to sprinkle as much juice in there to, 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 to save this individual. And because you have two ignorant parents that are basically going back and forth with each other. And instead of them thinking about basically what I'm talking about from the beginning, instead of them thinking about the child and um, what's his best interest and what's the best route to take, they basically just went blow to blow for each other and and, and tit for tat and um, money-wise instead of education-wise and child support and, you know, verbal abuse and all this chaotic nonsense. And now here we have this young baby because he is still a baby mentally because he's not fully developed. Even though he's close to 18, he's still not fully developed because he's been held back for two years in school. So he doesn't have the, the, the willpower to want to do better. And he's being sucked into these streets. And now here we are uh, getting ready to have a baby and he doesn't have a high school education. He doesn't have the mental capacity 
to, you know, mathematics and re-statics and, you know, just anything. There's no trade build up in this kid. It's like nothing. And all it is is about to be another kid having another kid and have no idea what to do. And there's nothing wrong with working at fast food joints, but nothing wrong with working at warehouse. But if you don't even know how to fill out the application, how are you going to get ready to even take care of this kid? So what's going to normally happen? You fall into the streets and you fall into the streets. What's going to happen? You end up in jail. And it doesn't mean that you don't want to raise your kid because you want to be there and do everything it is to do to take care of a kid. But when you have two parents that could not work together to make sure this one child, their only child together, do better, it sucks. It really, really sucks. And instead of him choosing some girl that's going to help push him and build him and mold him and, you know, get him to be a better person, he ends up with a side pocket piece of a girl. And it just sucks. It really, really does suck because... This is like the rotating door that I was just speaking about. It's just, and I didn't expect to speak on this. You know, that's just the Holy Ghost right there because I really didn't expect to speak on that aspect of it. I was truly, truly just wanting to talk about just dads not being dads and being available and you can't be a dad because you're being spiteful towards the mom. So you're taking it out on the kids. That's really what this topic was about. But the fact that it rolls over into uh, basically the next stage, you know, and in this case, it wasn't the dad not, but I didn't feel he tried hard enough, but it was more the mother being spiteful to the dad because they wasn't together. So she did everything possible to not allow him to be the father that he could have been. And that created this child to have another child that has no idea what he's about to get himself into and it's scary it really is like he just doesn't understand not even just for him for her like it is a stressful situation when you're 15 getting ready to have a kid and you still want for me rather and you still want education and you still want to go to college and you still want to be everything that you want to be and you it's hard because you got a baby everything that you you want to do you have to rearrange and move around and you know the flies gear you want to rock you can't really rock it because you have a kid now so you have to make sure your kid has the flies gear and you just you know those are the sacrifices you have to make you become a parent way too fast way too fast so all the things that you would like to do, like take trips overseas and, you know, uh, go all places and dip off and disappear. And, you know, if they have um, some type of conference that you want to fly out to and be gone for three days, you got to make sure the people that, you know, are watching your kids is going to take care of your kid and Hopefully they not be molested and touched because that seemed to be the thing to do in the early eighties. Um, and it just, it, it's, it's, it's stressful because it's not stabled and we're just repeating the same crap 
over and over again. So I encourage anyone that's listening, if you have time, if you have moments in your life where you're thinking about you growing up and the hardship that you deal with, take a weekend now, take a moment to talk to your kids, take a moment to go and volunteer at these centers, take a moment to get all your nieces and nephews together and you know, talk to them, you know, show them, explain to them, teach them that it's hard. It really is hard out here. This is not no crystal stairs like Langston Hughes said. This is really some things that you would rather you could have enjoyed instead of you getting, because by the time you get to the uh, 30s, 40s, You know, you're just not able to do the stuff that you wanted to do in your teens because the story for you was read backwards. And we continue to shape and mold the same storyline. And it's time to burn it and allow your kids that you have now, even if you had them out of wedlock, even if you had them early mothers, fathers, to help them to reach 18 to 21 to 24 to 25, to let them enjoy absolutely everything they wanted to do before they decide to start a family. I really, really would love that to be something that we continually to teach our kids and continue to try to make it simple for them to understand once a child come into this world, you can't take it back because abortion is murder. I don't care how you look at it. Unless you was raped and you got pregnant, then I'm okay with that one. But it's murder. You're basically killing a person. So I need folks to start looking at it that way. But if we can create boundaries of our kids, of really knowing that It's okay to be a child. It's okay to be a teenager. It's okay to be a young adult without a kid and have fun and travel the world and get with your girlfriends and your homeboys and you, you know, take trips and you go to amusement parks and you do all these other things other than trying to look for a kid. And even if we get to the point where we have 24 and 25 year old virgins, that's fine too. Because at least at that point, they have learned who they are and what they want and what they're doing and why they should and shouldn't, they should or should not be with this person because they know who they are. Instead of you basically getting something thrown at you and you got to figure it out. And if you're figuring it out, that means you have no idea what the freak you're doing. And the people who raised you completely didn't know what they were freaking doing because, hey, you end up doing the same thing that they did. So I thank y'all. I encourage y'all. Um, I apologize for getting off a topic. I apologize for this being long-winded, but these are really some things that we need to discuss with our children. So We can have better children. It's time to reap a good harvest. It's time to give good conversation. It's time to shut down all that negative energy and 
you know, all the F you's and forget you and you ain't this and you ain't that. It's time to, to throw all of that in the trash. It's time to start building up individuals. It's time to start building our kids up and telling them they're great and they're beautiful and they're amazing and putting away our own selfish retardedness because we're angry that we got pregnant and we're angry because we got kids. It's time to do all of that. It's time to stop shoving sports down our kids without building characters because they could be an amazing football player, but if they don't know how to count their money or if they don't know how to be a better human, they going to end up like Plexico Glass that shot himself or um, I think his name uh Adrian something, Biners or something. I don't know. Adrian something I think his name is that he's abusing his, uh, his, his, uh, notoriety and putting his hands on women. And now he's sitting in jail when he could be out here enjoying his money. It's, it's little stuff like that is that we create these things and they're not even adults mentally, even though they're out here playing football and they're winning scholarships and all this, but they're still children on the inside that are lost. You know, we forget that these, these peoples are only 24, 25 years old, you know, getting into the NFL, but they have no idea still how to be an adult. And it's so much pressure that is being put on them to be great. So it's time to really have some sit down conversations. And it's hard when you're a single parent trying to work two and three jobs to make sure your kids feed. So what I used to do uh, every Saturday because I did work um, a lot of hours. Every Saturday, I got up and I made break. Even though I was tired, I got up every Saturday and made breakfast. And me and my kids sat around the table and we talked. And we discussed what was going on. And they told me what they were going through and what we needed to fix and what the week needed to discuss. And I made sure that they had a voice. And I listened instead of, you know, shutting it down. I shut up. Don't listen to that. You know what I'm saying? I made sure that they had a voice and I heard their cries and I heard their concerns and, you know, everything of that nature. And it's worked amazingly because my kids can come to me and talk to me about any and everything, you know, even when I don't feel like listening, I, I do because it takes a lot out of a person to just open up and explain who they are. Heck, we got people 50, 60 years old and still can't open up and explain who they are. So I encourage y'all to please make an open book for you and a pathway for your children. And even if you have to be the bigger person and go sit down with the other parent and talk to them about what is needed to be done. And if they can't follow suit, then you just let them go. And I would rather you just remove that person out of this kid's life that's going to help make it worse or tell them they need to be bold enough to come back and say, hey, you don't want to be a parent to your kid's face and explain to that child. It's not that they don't want you. They don't even know how to be a human. So they don't even know how to teach you to be a human and just leave it at that. Things will get better. Things will be better if you do better. And I just have y'all. To every day, say to yourself, things will be better. Things could be better. Things are going to be better. Thank God for what he is doing, have done, and continue to do every step of the way. And breathe, because not everything is a bomb. Sometimes you can destinate 
any escalated situation if you just take five seconds to just breathe and just say, you know what? Okay. Y'all have a good one. So you thought winter was over, right? <laughs> Guess not. I guess it's time for you to go ahead and just get you a baboon bag so you could take a trip off to Mexico or California where it's warm. Babo makes technical duffel bags for all of life's adventure. This bag uses waterproof material or tearproof and will last forever. Every bag comes with a free shipping and a lifetime guarantee. All you have to do is grab the duffel and be on the go. It's a very unique bag, but if you want to get 10% off, just type in M-E-S-E-A-S-O-N. That's me season to get you 10% off. And just visit the website and I guarantee you, you'll be baboontothemoon.com. That's right. All you have to do is put in baboontothemoon.com and enter the code me season to receive your 10% off your purchase. The baboontothemoon.com code me season. One more time, y'all listen. It's baboontothemoon.com, code me season, to enjoy every moment and not have to worry about any of your items coming up partial or not at all. Have fun now.